Welcome to the podcast. This is a weekly podcast by Denver Transplants. I'm Andrew. And I'm Matt. And this is You Aren't From Here. Boom. Episode 26. Here half, dude, dude, half, we've done this for half a year, officially, this episode. Isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a blur, like, basically all of 2020 and half 2021 has been. Right. Open. So I just feel like it's the same thing. Just, you know, move forward. It, yeah. It's just, it's crazy to think about like when we started this thing, you know, it's like, I mean, you, you've been here a little longer than I have, but like, man, when we first started this, I was like completely new, you know, completely green, had no idea what was going on. And since starting, you know, we bought a house, we've been living in Denver for, you know, six months now. Plus it's like, it's crazy. So it's just, you know, crazy to think about the differences. So yeah, six months. Yeah. Thought. No, and I would say um, I have learned a tremendous amount just doing this podcast, and I hope that everybody listening has learned a tremendous amount just because it's been fun to learn, and I, I feel like it gives you something to talk about when you're talking to people in Denver. If they're from here or not from here, a lot of people I feel like have learned a tremendous amount. At least that's the feedback we've received. So we will keep moving forward, keep pushing, and um, bringing on – good and great guests for this week we do not have a guest just to put it out there we are mainly going to focus on denver's restaurant week since we felt like 2020 was a rough year for restaurants we thought we would focus just kind of on all restaurants and really promote restaurant week especially being two weeks out allow you guys to get those reservations in and try to get registered for whatever restaurants you want to go to yeah yeah, for sure. No, it's restaurant week's freaking awesome. I've, I've never done the the Denver one, but they had it in DFW. So really not only a good way to support local restaurants, but it's also a perfect chance to say, you know, if you've always been wanting to go to a restaurant and it's been, you know, it's a fairly nice one, you know, restaurant week's a really good way to, to test the food. And, yeah. you know, at most they're the biggest package for, you know, three or four courses is 45 bucks, you know, before wine and alcohol and all that. So it's a good way to try out. Telling too much detail before you get there. I know. No, I know. But it's, yeah, I just, I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm pumped to talk about it. So, <laughs> so yeah. So for our new, basically added section of interesting things or things you need to know in Denver, a couple new facts. Obviously, I don't know if most people have read this, but the MLB All-Star Game is going to be at the Colorado Rockies Stadium. Yeah. It came out and said it was going to be like $100 million of influx into Denver. And then there was like four more articles about how it's not really going to be $100 million, but it's good for the city. So it's kind of comical. Yeah. The Sadly, the one of our favorites that we were wanting to try, the Great American Beer Festival, has been canceled this year due to COVID. Another death of COVID thing. Another uh, one bites the dust. Another kind of rough news but somewhat good news is Casa Bonita filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy within the last week so that doesn't mean they're going under that technically means they can restructure and come out of bankruptcy which we are praying for and hoping for because we want to go to Casa Bonita yeah yep and that was that's so we were we had that one like literally we were like we're going and then this happens (laughs) so typical some other some good news. Waterworld is slated to reopen Memorial Day. If you guys know, it's a massive water park 
that's kind of far away from Denver, but it, my understanding is it's one of the top 10 best water parks in the United States. You know, they have like the big toilet bowl and a bunch of different cool rides. So Mm -hmm. I recommend it if you have some time this summer. A, another big announcement, Altera, which is basically Icon, is going to announce $207 million worth of upgrades. And a lot of the, most of that money is going to be spent on Steamboat expansion. So in Steamboat, <clears throat> one of the big things that they're trying to do is revamp the city. Um, and it's a three-year project that they're going to start on and put $135 million into. They're also trying to expand the resort which would add 650 new acres, increasing the size of the entire resort by 20%. Wow. Yeah. And then the rest is kind of going to be spent on Utah and Squaw Valley, Deer Valley and Squaw Valley. So. And Altera is the one that's cutting, cutting prices aggressively too. So they're. No, that's, that's epic. I thought they were, I thought that they owned. No. Epic is owned by Vale. Icon is owned by Altera. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. Yep, yep, yep. Sorry. Yep, you're right. That's okay. fine. It's fine. I'm following. I'm following. Okay, okay. So, so great news there, but that's kind of feeding off of what we talked about last week, which was the resorts closed to start kind of their next expansions for the next season. Um, and this is kind of the time they all close. And then my last piece of information or need to know. This comes from Hunter and Tyler. Now I'm reading in the news. Uh, Zuni Street Brewery is going to be opening a location in Crested Butte. It's going to be a two-story, 8,000 square foot building. Um, I guess the owner and founder of Zuni Street Brewery has a pretty has family ties there, so he wanted to always open a, a Zuni Street Brewery there. So kind of exciting to see a Denver expanded to a location like that yeah so all right the uh news of the week or things you need to know matt kick us off with what did we learn yeah so this one actually you know came courtesy of you because i didn't believe you so i had to look it up and it goes into a little bit of similar to what we kind of talked about with puffing, like things that you technically, like the weird laws that Denver has that people don't really know about that could not, you know, it, chances are decent that you're not going to get in trouble doing it, but it's good to just be aware of. And so this is kind of on par with, with that a little bit. So the outdoor fire ban in Denver. So if you're like me and have a home, or even if you don't have a house, you love a good campfire outside, a wood burning campfire. Technically, that is illegal in Denver. You are not allowed to have an open burning wood fire in Denver city limits in any capacity. Now, if you're like my neighbor or myself that we, you know, when we first moved in, in the fall, we were burning fires a couple times a week, never even knew that this was a thing. But apparently this goes back to where they had years of Denver's brown cloud is what they called it. And apparently before they had this ban, air pollution here was awful. And it was largely stemming from wood burning fires. And the, the science behind it, and there's a bunch of things you can read on it, but for people with asthma and like the carcinogens that come out of wood burning is worse than, that. some articles said it's worse than secondhand like cigarette smoke. 
So they the, the reason is pollution and public health has nothing to do with like wildfires or burning, specifically in Denver city limits. That's not as much of an issue, obviously, here as it is in the mountains. So it's actually not to reduce potential outbreaks of fires, but it's purely related to pollution and public health. So that that's is crazy. Kind of, what? That's crazy. And that and that's it's it's and it's weird too because it's like everyone you when you walk down the street in my neighborhood you can see fires going like and it's all everyone in the backyard just hanging out and so there are a couple of exceptions and there's a couple articles on here that are actually pretty funny that the the exception is you can have a wood burning fire if you are using it to cook food so there's a story that that was published and this was a couple years ago but apparently this person's neighbor called the the police or the fire department on them the fire department came and busted them for an open wood burning fire usually it's a similar to puffing it's a warning and then if you get caught a second time then it's like it's fine similar to puffing in the um the snow shoveling that we've already discussed but apparently this story goes that their neighbor called again and the fire department came again but they had a single marshmallow that they were they held over the fire and the fire department couldn't do anything because technically if you're if you're making food it's legal so that was kind of a you know don't be that guy but like i i don't think you're going to have a problem but there are stories online that i've read that the people that have lived in denver a long time or that live in denver know the law and have health breathing issues they're not afraid to call the fire department and the fire department has to respond so it's just a, it's a good way to, you know, maybe feel out the neighbors. If you've been doing it, you're probably safe, but just be aware that if a new neighbor moves in and you've been doing it and they become aware of this law, they can technically call the fire department and the fire department uh-huh. will get called. Now, not only is the, it, the, the problem here in the law deals specifically with wood fires. So you can either have a wood fire and be grilling food or gas fire pits are allowed. So you can have a gas fire pit outside and be completely fine. The problem is the wood burning fires. So those are your ways around it. If you, you know, if you ever get to, I think one of the articles said that the joke is like, if you want to do it, always have, you know, a chicken breast next to you or a marshmallow so that if you see flashing lights, you can whip out the chicken breast and say, no, I'm grilling, you know, so treat it how you will, but very, uh, very interesting and I had, I had no idea but it's a pretty uh, you know across Denver proper now the the those are the exceptions you can file for a permit from what I was reading individuals rarely get allowed the permit and you have to get a permit from the fire prevention and investigation division in Denver and then the division uh, Denver Department of Environmental Health so you have to get permits from two different places to technically be allowed to do this and oh. rarely do individual people get it. It's usually like a, a restaurant or some sort of like big event where you can get, you know, some sort of permit on it. And then you have to follow all these rules. We're not going to go into it, but that's that man. Kind of interesting. Yeah. I never would have thought, but as much as people are doing it, I would have never thought that that was illegal, but you know, it's, it pays to know your neighbors if you live in a house. Cause <laughs> I, you know, I was reading stories and, Technically, anyone walking down the street, if they see fire coming up from your backyard, they can call the fire department on you. So, yeah, 
No, it's pretty interesting because it's like most would think with Colorado being, especially this past year with all the forest fires, that it all be about forest fires, but really it's just pollution. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, they literally even said that they were like, this, this law purely stems from public health and pollution dynamics and didn't even mention wildfires at all, which especially, yeah, like after last year, you're like, that's immediately where my head went. And no, it's, Mm. it's public health. Same thing with puffing. Puffing is for the environment. It's environmental and public health stuff. So clearly, you know, Denver wanted to be a healthy city. I get it. I think this is a little particularly excessive, but you know, I'm also don't have asthma. And so it's easy for me to say, but just uh, from what I was reading, your chances are, chances are small that it's going to happen to you. But in the articles that I was reading, it's purely either a passive aggressive neighbor or, you know, just know your neighbors because it's those, they're the ones that will they'll see it call. So assuming you don't have really nice and chill neighbors. So, (laughs) well, the interesting part is that like, Denver is like the only city where, or the only city I've been in, where if you look at like the, on your iPhone, you look at the weather app, there's days where it says like bad quality air, avoid going outside for people with like bad health or asthma, which, which makes, I mean, I'd imagine that's kind of where a bunch of these laws came from is just, it got so bad that they tried to cut back pretty aggressively. So they've been installing more laws that fight against it. Yeah. Kind of interesting though. Um, yeah yep so the more you know the more you know on that front but all right sweat so uh what did we what we try this week yeah so this week we tried brighter rotisserie and kitchen it is a technically it's mainly as you can tell by the name it's mainly focused on the rotisserie chicken i would say it's a fast casual place over in the platte street kind of area so kind of over by my brother's bar by rei the address is 1644 Platt Street, and it's basically at the base of a office building. It's fast casual. It's a little bit more expensive than just like a regular everyday lunch. Like I would say you're probably going to spend over $10 on your full meal, but the meal you're going to get is really, really good. My go-to here is the, the Brussels sprout Caesar salad. And Basically, it's a bunch of Brussels sprouts mixed with lettuce, and the instead of croutons, it's basically just a shit ton of breadcrumbs, and then there's a ton of Parmesan cheese all mixed in it, and they throw some of the rotisserie chicken on there that they have that's really good. Oh, my God. It's to die for. It's a very that sounds, good. That sounds incredible. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. I never would have thought that, like, you could take raw, like, somewhat raw – Brussels sprouts and make them into a good salad because most yeah. to make Brussels sprouts, you got to cook them to make them good. Yeah, right. They do a phenomenal job of making a Brussels sprout Caesar salad. Well, uh, dude, I've had, I've had salads with raw Brussels sprouts and it ruins it. Like, yeah. It, so that's, that's saying something because the only Brussels sprouts is like one of my favorite vegetables when cooked, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Raw, like, yee, yeah. Yeah. No, I, Strongly consider to tell everybody if you're listening to this and you want a good, like raw <laughs> Brussels sprout meal, their Caesar salad is amazing. And then I also had the brighter Wagyu French dip, really, really good quality. It's 15 bucks. You get two parts, you get like a full sandwich and you get a bunch of chips, which don't get me wrong for lunch and a pickup 
quick. 15 bucks is pretty expensive. But if you want like a quick, I feel like, you know, nicer, a little bit nicer place, not over the top, going on like a quick date or going on, you know, take your wife or girlfriend to dinner. It's a really good spot that will, I think, impress them. So they have, they have a Cajun blue shrimp sandwich, chicken and pesto sandwich, uh, sweet potato and avocado salad. Um, and then you also can do kind of a, a rotisserie chicken dinner um, with your family. So you can get like a full chicken plus a couple sides and you can combine it all. And it's a whole rotisserie chicken with two sides is $32. So if you have a family, you want to take them out. It's pretty good pricing. Not too bad. And it's really good chicken because that's what they're famous for. So Matt didn't try this one, but I think Matt, you would absolutely love this. I know. Well, I'd say no more. I'm going to have to give it a shot. Yeah. Sean, Brussels sprout salad sounds freaking bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Brider, um, my rating, honestly, this, I forget about this place a lot, but every time I go there, it's just amazing. And the Brussels sprout Caesar salad is the best Brussels sprout Caesar salad I've had. Probably one of the best Caesar salads I have. So I'm going to give it an 8.3. Solid. Yeah. I mean, everything I've had there is just solid. It's just really, really good. There's nothing on the menu you can go wrong with. So go there, get something good, take your girlfriend, take your boyfriend, whatever you want to do. Nice. The bride. Okay. Okay. So Matt, moving on, uh, where do we go this week? So this one's we got a shout out to the uh, to the dog lovers, dog owners like myself, Gary, the golden retriever, my oldest son. He is always never, never, uh, never lacks energy. We'll just say that. So I'm constantly looking. One of the big things I loved when I got here is just how many parks there are. But one thing I, I noticed is that everyone in Denver is a lot more strict with the whole dog on leash deal. So, you know, a lot of what I was finding in Fort Worth and was like, I could just let my dog run wherever. And everyone was just like, yeah, whatever. But here it's much more held down. Right. So you can't, if you have a park, that's great. But really what, what I want for Gary is that that off leash, let him just run like a crazy man and then get all his energy out. Right. So was constantly looking, looking for some of the best spots and my in-laws I actually found this place because my in-laws live in um, the Centennial Aurora area and live right by Cherry Creek State Park, the Cherry Creek Reservoir area. And they have an off-leash dog park, which is one of the, no, it's the best off-leash dog park I've seen across DFW and Denver up to this point. Now, it is in Aurora Centennial, so if you're in Denver proper, it is a little bit of a drive, but... It is right off of Parker Road, and you essentially, you know, you to, to get in, you have to pay $11 to get into the state park, and then you have to pay an additional $3 to get into the, the off-leash dog park. So it's a total of $14, which is not cheap by any means, but I promise you, you get what you pay for. You could also go in and buy an annual pass, which is $83 for the park for 12 months, plus $25 for the dog park. So, you know, you're looking math, you're looking at 108 bucks for 12 months. But if you live in that area, I mean, if I lived within five minutes, I'd go almost every day. But essentially what makes it awesome 
is it's just this giant 107 acres worth of like dog area or dog park and it's like so it's it's huge it is massive and you go they have all these they have like walking trails it's all uh like basically whatever you want so they have a bunch of walking trails that you can take your dog on and the whole thing's off leash but one of the best things that gary loves is they have a lot of shallow water like a river so it's not big enough to where his whole body gets in, but he loves just splashing around to where, you know, he's up to, you know, it, it maybe goes up half a foot on his feet. And he loves that. And they also have, you know, little ponds where they can actually full dive in and swim. But you bring the dogs out there, they run around, you bring some of those balls and throw them into the lake, let them go run. I mean, it has literally everything you want in our our normal process is we take Gary, we, we let him run around in the water, go nuts. And then we'll actually go on one of the, the uh, big paths just to let him kind of dry off before he gets in the car. So it's, we'll be there for three or four hours. And I've never seen that dog more exhausted to the point where he's hung over the next day because he's, he's gone so hard in the paint that he just like, he's just freaking toast. And so it's a pretty awesome spot. It's really great uh, to go during, you know, on the weekends during, during the days. you can actually bring in like, well, I'll bring in like a portable cooler and I'll literally, we'll just have beers and just kind of hang and watch Gary run around like a crazy person. So you can kind of have like set up picnics out there and, and let your dog just play with the other dogs. So it's a yeah, pretty I mean, awesome spot. It's kind of like watching a kid go play like a sport. <laughs> Yeah, literally. It's for, like, except yeah, for yeah. Your, it's your dog, and you can drink, and you just hang out. I mean, it's, exactly. It's what, in my opinion, in this stage of my life, it's way better. <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, I don't have to worry about kids getting injured or any of that stuff. It's, it's you just let Gary go, have himself a time, and go drink with all the other dog owners that are just hanging out there. But yeah, well, and it sounds like it's a, it's something you can spend all afternoon doing, which is nice. And like watching, I feel like watching dogs run around is so entertaining. Like you can just go sit a walk or dog park. And it really does. I feel like it feels like your little kids run out there playing with other little kids. It's like, yeah. but it's oh, dogs yeah. and they can't talk and they can't, they don't cry or anything. So they just do random things. And then you got like the random bully dog that comes in that gets in trouble and gets kicked out of the park. Like they're, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like whole scene. It really is. It's all, it's a whole, ordeal but essentially that that $14 will get you you can bring up to three dogs so if you have more than one dog you don't have to pay 14 times you know whatever how many dogs you have that $14 allows you entry to with three dogs and the actual park itself or the the, the dog park area is open starting at 5 a.m to 10 p.m so it's you know basically when we would go, when I was hanging out with the in-laws down there, we, I mean, we'd go till it got dark, right? So we'd go, I'd, I'd go after work at 5 p.m. on like a Friday, bring beers and hang out with the missus or my sister-in-law and then just hang till it got dark and then just pack Gary up and then go home. So yeah. it's pretty, pretty sweet spot. And then what I will say, bring a blanket of some sort. Your dogs will get with the, with the water and all that. The dogs will get gnarly. They have a freaking blast, but it's you have dirt paths. You run, they run in water and get into the dirt. It's they're gonna be. Gary turns another color because he likes to like flip over in the mud in the dirt. So they, I, I 
They do have on Parker Road a couple of dog washes. I would recommend those. Only problem is those close before the park does. So if you're wanting to go like after work, you may just miss it. You may just have to hose your dog down when you get home. But that is an option if you get there during the day and want to leave at like three or four. Those dog washes are across Parker Road. They're right there. So you don't have to spend a lot of, your dog doesn't have to spend a ton of time in the car before getting a bath. So that's definitely an option. But if you don't have that and you want to wash them at home, bring blankets. They get a little, get a little messy, but really, really fun. It's worth it. Long drive down there, but especially if you're in that area, I mean, it it is like hands down that my favorite dog park uh, that I've been to, especially off leash and all that. So yeah. So what's your rating? I mean, I'm giving it like a nine, three. Woo. I think I, I like it, it. I can't say that it's the best off leash dog park I've ever been to and not give it a good rating. Like it, it, it is, I mean, it's, it's just 107 acres, dude. Like that's like, it's massive. And like, I've gone to like, there's a dog off leash dog park by my house, but it's, you know, it's, it's comparatively it's tiny and it gets the job done, but this is more of an experience, right? If you're not, if you don't live in the area, you go there and you go for like four or five hours. It's not like these small dog le- dog parks where you can go for like 30 minutes to get some energy out. Like this is like a, you go and the best times like to spend the day and like, just let your dog get toast. Yeah. And- if you, so if like you and Carly go, do you both have to pay separately? No, it's, it's for, it basically you're paying for the dogs. So okay. you, the, it's like the humans have to pay to get into the park. And then you pay the, you know, the three dollars. So you you pay eleven bucks to get in, and then you pay three bucks for your dogs to come in. And okay. you for number you have like unlimited humans you get with that, and then you have up to three dogs for the off leash dog park for that. So if it's you, your brother in law, or you, your sister in law, and your wife, how much does that cost? And Gary, and Gary, it's fourteen bucks. Okay, got it. I've so gone just I've like on with like. I've gone with like four or five people in Gary and it was a flat 14 bucks. Nice. That's good. That's cool. So I don't, I don't know like the, I mean, I haven't had any issues with it. If they, if they want to start charging per person, I think that more applies to like, you know, the, the more human aspect of this, like the, the fishing and camping and all that stuff, dog stuff. Like they're really just concerned about how many dogs you're bringing in there. Cause I mean, it's 107 acres. It's not like <laughs> they're not, they're not hurting for space. So I've never had issues. I brought up to four or five people and Gary and it's only been 14 bucks. So that's awesome. Yeah. No, it's good to know. Yeah. It's $14 person. I can see people being like, that's a lot, but for a whole group, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Whole group to split. And like, if you make it a day, that's what I'm saying. Like you don't go for 30 minutes and pay like 14 bucks. You can go for 30 minutes if you have the annual pass, obviously, but it is more of a destination spot where if Gary just, has been a, you know, has just sat on the couch all week. It's like, okay, well, we need to get him out and moving. And this is a perfect, this will, this will make him tired for like 48 hours straight. So it's, uh, yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Well, uh, moving forward, beer of the week this week, we're taking a week off. Um, we are going to find another brewery to go after and focus on for the next five, six weeks. So if you didn't listen to the episode last week, it was Bootstrap Brewing Company up in Longmont. Really fun interview. If you're missing, if you missed that interview and you want to talk about beer, hear about beer, how they make it, listen to the last episode, episode 25. It was a really exciting and fun episode. But uh, moving on to the topic, the main topic of the episode, which is restaurant week. 
the main reason we wanted to release this this week is restaurant week is 10 days and it begins April 23rd and it goes through May 2nd. So it's 10 days. There's 199 different restaurants currently registered for restaurant week. And they go throughout all of Denver. There's some, you know, downtown Denver. There's some out in Lone Tree. There's some out just kind of all around the city. And I think they tried to encourage as many restaurants to get in on it just coming out of the COVID year to have the most up-to-date information. They suggest getting on their Instagram, following them on Facebook or joining their email list. All you really have to do is just Google Denver Restaurant Week and it comes up. For note, some of the restaurants that we have talked about that are on here, as well as some additional ones, Ace, Eat, Serve will be on there. Uh, the Bindery, which I've not been to, but it's very well known. Uh, L5, which we've talked about. Linger, we talked about. Los Chingones, which is a Mexican place, really good. And Root Down. So there's some kind of those local spots that we've talked about that we think are really good. And then also, you know, if you are more of a chain high-end person, you know, there are your Ocean Primes, your Capital Grills, your Del Frisco's Grill, Seasons 52. Just to give you guys, you know, there's local spots, but there's also more chain and more national restaurants as well. What it is, is pretty much every single restaurant has a three to four course meal. The If you've never been to one, the pricing is either the restaurant is basically either a $25 restaurant, a $35 or a $45 restaurant. And you can kind of assume which restaurants are which, but it also online, it'll tell you before you register for the restaurant. Um, an example of this is, so $25 is a seat serve. And what you get is you get an appetizer. You can choose from shrimp wontons or shiitake shumai. Uh, the entree, you can be choose between spicy pork ramen or the secret garden, which is like a big salad. And then for this one, they have a blueberry tart as your dessert. So that is the $25. A $35 example is the downtown Denver Aquarium. You can choose one of these items for your appetizer. It's soup of the day, the house salad or Caesar salad. Your entrees are either a salmon, an Angus beef, shrimp scampi, tapia, and then, or you can do lobster tail and you can add $15 to the total price. And then your dessert is either mini berry cheesecake or chocolate wave cake. I feel weird getting like fish at the aquarium because I'm like, did you just go into the tank and like grab <laughs> that fish? And, is that what I'm eating? Like, <laughs> it's a pretty good point. <laughs> but I mean, it's really good because it's a bunch of fish. So, and then the last one for the $45, just to give you guys an example of each and kind of what you get, uh, we did L5 which is near and dear to us, but you can get, the, I'm going to butcher these because there's a bunch of ingredients, but for the first course, you can get an eggplant fries. You can get lamb sausage or patatas bravas with chorizo, which is what it is. And then your second course can either be a pork loin, a Mediterranean sea bass or paella. And then your dessert there, either a cheesecake or a tiramisu. Yep. So a lot of rambling there, but just wanted to give you guys an example of, you know, what the difference is. You can kind of tell the, 
the kind of caliber, I guess, between the 25, the 35, and the 45, and what you get out of it. Right. Say it's $25 per person, $35 per person, $45 per person. And that's uh, before tip, that's before tax, that's before any kind of drinks. So if you go with like a couple and you went to L5, it'd be $90 plus tax, tip, and then whatever drinks or whatever you get. Right, right. Yeah, I don't, whenever we go to like the nice ones, like I, we, we, I mean, we always get like a, if you go to like a steakhouse, we're going to get a bottle of wine and, you know, you're, you're not getting out of there under 200 bucks. <laughs> like it's, it's still like, and you can, you, if you don't drink and all that stuff, but it's a, you know, clearly a, a preset menu, like, like sweat just walked through, but there's also a bunch of additions. You can flare it up with like, one of the, my favorite things is getting my steaks Oscar style. Like you can still customize and do stuff. It just costs extra on top of that 45 or 35 or 25. So you do have a fixed menu, but there is depending on the restaurant, some variability around upgrades, customizing what you get, toppings, all that stuff. So it's fairly, fairly elaborate operation, but it's a really great way to support your local restaurants, especially coming off a time like this. But my, you know, I enjoy supporting restaurants probably most, but my second favorite part is like, if, if you're rarely do you have on a Tuesday, you go, you know what, let's go to Del Frisco's and spend $200. You know, it's like, it is a, it's an opportunity to go try something, get a good amount of, you know, variability in your meal with an appetizer, main entree and dessert, which would normally cost you at Del Frisco's, you know, 90 bucks for one person. And now it's 90 bucks for two people. So you get a lot more bang for your buck on the food and it gives you a really cool opportunity to try more upper class restaurants that may, you know, you, you may have been, you haven't had a special occasion anniversary or anything like that come up yet to really justify it. So it gives you an excuse to go, to go, uh, give those places a shot. So we definitely recommend it. I go, we, Carly and I probably go two or three times in restaurant week. So it's just, uh, yeah. it's one of our favorite times. So we don't always, we don't just go, we're not one and done. It's a, it's a recurring deal for restaurant week. So, yeah, no, I would say, I mean, there are 199 restaurants. If you can't find a couple that you like, um, then I don't know what you eat. So yeah. go on there, get on there, go support a local restaurant, spend a little bit less than what you would typically spend and try something new. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited. And get your reservations done now because it's, especially with COVID limited availability and all that stuff, it's better. That's why we're, like Swanum said, that's why we're airing this episode now. If we were doing this next week, it would probably be too late if you hadn't already heard about it. So we are doing this a little bit in advance to make sure that you have enough time to get the reservations for the places you want. There, you should be fine right now. You wait a couple more days, you may be in trouble. So so I already literally talked about this, making our reservations. If we haven't already, making them today, tomorrow, and being done with it. So get in while you can. Don't don't you know? Wait, get her get her done. Just pull the bandaid off. Get to, get those resos, and uh, you won't regret it. Yeah, maybe go on a new date. Take a new girl out. There you go. You never know. Yeah. Hey. I I mean we if if someone in two years, if we're still doing this in two years, was like, hey, that comment on restaurant week, I met some random person and we went out on a date. Now we're, we're getting married and you're like, hey, you weren't from here, baby. Let's go. <laughs> making, making love happen. So we'll see. We'll see. And then we can just, that'll be our, the baby will be our brand sponsor. Exactly. So, 
All right, you guys. Pretty short and sweet episode. Episode 26. We're halfway to a year. Uh, don't worry. We'll be talking about it in 26 episodes. Now we're through a year. So get excited. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. But yeah. Well, guys, stay safe out there. Don't have wood fires going without knowing uh, knowing your neighbors. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Love y'all. Peace. Thank you.